going on, people? Happy New Year. I uh, appreciate you guys for uh, tuning in to the show and staying with me. About to record my first episode here of uh, 2020. 2020, what am I saying? 2021. <laughs> and uh, I'm, a- I'm actually being joined by one of my best friends. Um, I've known this guy since we were in fifth grade. His grandparents used to live across the street from me. Um, yeah, he was one of my best friends. His name's Theo Hartson. One of the best athletes or athletic people that I know. Dude in high school did like a 20-foot long jump. Um, just one of my closest friends. Known him forever. He recently did a 50-mile marathon, and that's what we're going to get into. But just a great, great human, and I'm really glad we're about to do this podcast. So uh, Theo's waiting. I'm about to admit him in, but if you're still listening, I appreciate you. Let's uh, let's get it cracking. Theo, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you let's hear me? go. What's happening, brother? <laughs> How are you? I'm good. What's up, bro? Hey, I mean, thanks, thanks for being brave and coming on my podcast, you know? Thank you for having me. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. I mean, just I, I uh, was doing a brief intro uh, right before we got on, just being like, I've known this guy since we were in fifth grade. So, like, we there's a lot, you know, we, we've known each other a while. This is going to be a different episode because um, some of these people I have on, I, I, you know, I haven't known for that long. So it's kind of like, we're cool, but it's not like, there, there, there isn't that much history between, you know, like we have. So it's an honor. <laughs> yeah. It's an honor to be on here, man. Thanks for having me, man. This is, this is awesome. I like the whole setup you got. I remember that picture you got right there, the baseball one in the background. That's yeah. in your, that was in your old room in PQ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, I got it. It's memory, you know, it's adds nice little backdrop, but um, I'm so glad we were able to do this. One thing people might not know is Theo actually, before I recorded my first actual episode, he would, he recorded like two or three practice episodes with me where I just was like, all right, man, like you're a rapper today. Just like, this is what you do. Like, just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to just ask you questions so I can get comfortable talking on a microphone or then That's like right. today you play in the NFL, you know, just like, just like random stuff. So it's just fun. And I, I told you too, like when the time's right, we're going to do one for real, obviously. And uh, we'll get into it a little bit later, but there's definitely, um, definitely did some cool, been doing some cool things. So it's, but anyways, before I ramble to how, how are you? This is like cool. Cause this is like the, we haven't done like a FaceTime or whatever in a long time. So this is cool. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you again for having me. I'm, I just got done doing an ultra marathon, um, the holidays have been good. There's just a lot happening, school, everything. Um, I miss you, man. It's like, I know we talk a lot, but it's just, it's different not being in your, you know, being with each other physically. Just a little background story for those of you guys who um, are listening, are tuning in. Me and Ryan, um, he used to live across the street from my grandparents' house. And we met in, I think it was fifth grade. Was it fifth grade? Our fourth grade. Yeah, it was uh, fifth grade because that's when was, I moved to San. That, yeah, that's, that's when right. I moved to San Diego, and so it was fifth grade. I saw I saw this kid playing basketball, and I was like, "Who's this kid playing basketball outside the street of my grandma's house?" And then I so I go outside, and then I think you asked me, "Do you want to walk to school together?" 
So we started walking to school together, come to find out we're in the same class. So we started walking to school together. Next thing you know, we become best friends. And then next thing you know, um, it just took off from there. And then we became best friends, played sports together, um, street football. We became. Oh, those are some intense games back in the day, bro. <laughs> we became NFL professional street football legends. <laughs> he was my quarterback. I was the, the Ladanian Tomlinson. He was my Drew Brees. Hey, man, you made me look good. All I'd have to do is throw it up and you'd run underneath it. You know? Yeah, I'll just say, Ryan, bomb it. And I'll just run under it. Boom, one-handers, touchdown every time. But uh, yeah, man, it's just um, good memories, man. Good memories. Uh, we grew up together. We grew Basically, up together. Until, yeah. until I moved. And then, yeah, whatever. we did like a funny, remember that video we shot where I was like, I was, I had to like act. I was like, guys, I'm moving to Buffalo. And you guys were like, what? <laughs> and then, and then we became rappers. So we were NFL football players, street football players. And then uh, in high school, we became rappers and then we shot music videos. And then, yeah, now we're doing, we're, we're doing bigger and better things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I didn't do a whole lot of rapping. I just was like the guy that. You're our production guy. He was yeah. actually Ryan. He, uh, it's funny because you, you're, it's funny because your gifts and talents now, it's, uh, it was a foreshadow of what you're doing now, because when we first made, um, our other friend, Nick, when we first made our first, uh, rap song, you're the one who was like pushing it out to all the people at high school. You're like, Hey, look at this, listen to this song. My boy, Theo and Nick got this, this hot track and you're like <laughs> pushing it out to people and people are like, Hey, this is tight. And I you're remember. the one, you're the one getting it out to people. <laughs> yeah. Th those are fun times. I remember I'd be like, Hey dude, uh, so-and-so from, from math got back to my, got back to me. He was like, <laughs> he's like, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, those were such good times. Me memories, you know, will make forever. And, um, dude, it's, you know, it's, it's, I mean, fifth grade, we were what, like 12, not even 12 then 10. So like, that's like more than half our life that we've known each other pretty much. I know that's, that's insane. Crazy. Um, but how, how, how are you doing like through COVID and everything you're doing okay or. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like, I gotta, it's like, you gotta always watch your back. You know, it's like, there's been a couple scares, you know, you gotta, you, you never know who you're around. And then, you know, I, my wife's family, um, her, so a couple of her family members are in the hospital and a couple of my family members, you know, got it. And it's, it's honestly, it's a scary thing to be honest with you. And it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to see all the people who are affected by it, not just physically, but also mentally, you know, there's a lot of people who it's affecting mentally and it's isolating them and causing them to feel you know depressed and anxious and um it's just heartbreaking to see even yeah. myself I, i've noticed it you know what just like in the mental health side of it just yeah it's like uh it's like uh you know i it, it's you know when you know that you can't go places and you can't do things um, it causes you to feel more isolated and it causes you to feel like, man, I can't do this or I can't do that. And then you feel, you feel like, um, like you want to isolate yourself. So you find yourself sitting in your house or you find yourself not doing the things that you want to do that you usually want to do 
because you feel limited. And then if you already struggle with depression, like I do, you know, I struggle with clinical depression, you know, since, you know, the age of, you know, seven, eight years old. So it's like, if I'm used to working out or going to the gym, I have to find other ways to be creative. And if I can't go to certain places, it's like, it's tough, you know? So um, it, it, it does take effect, but, you know, I, I, I totally get how, you know, our health is important and, you know, people are trying to keep each other safe, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing to deal with. 100%. I want one thing I, I kind of, the way I put it in perspective is, COVID's affected everyone one way or another, whether it's physically, you know, like you got sick or, you know, you made a lot, you know, tragically would have lost a loved one or something, or it's affected you mentally, you know, your mental health financially, it's affected you. A lot of people are out of jobs or yeah. I mean, it's just affected someone one way or another, you know, it's been like a huge ripple effect, you know, and it's, it's tough, man. Cause we, we, you know, have, I'm praying that it's going to be over soon, but I don't know. It's, I don't, it's just like weird. Cause like, obviously you have, um, I mean, and this is not like, none of this is like factual. This is just like kind of my opinion, I guess, but you, you just like every other, like California is doing their own thing. Texas is doing their own thing. New York's doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Florida's they're doing like Florida's like completely open, you know, like Texas is like completely open. Basically California, I think they're going in a shutdown, you know, or not a shutdown, but like, it's definitely more, and like in New York, you know, we've been definitely very regulated on like what, you know, so it's just like, it's hard when you're having everyone doing their own thing, I guess. But, you know, some states in the United, in the good old US, US of A are like the size of some countries, you know, like, so it's hard to, but what a weird year, man. It, it's, it's a strange time. I know. I feel like when we get out of this though, it's, we're going to be like able to do like anything. We'll be like we got through 2020 and 2021. Like we can do anything like yeah. we're, 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 we're okay. Yeah. But, um, so recently you did a 50 mile marathon. You mentioned you had, you, you know, finding ways to be creative and ways to, you know, obviously exercise. Cause I mean, you're a very fit guy and athletic guy. For those that may not know, I mean, dude, you know, what, what you, in high school, you did like a 20, you, what, what was your long, you did like a 20 foot, over 20 foot long jump. Like, you, you know, we always used to joke with you like, oh dude, you're going to the NFL, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are, well, I, I went, for those of you guys that didn't know, I went to, um, I went to, yeah, I went to Cathedral Catholic High School. I played football all my life. I ran track and field. So. Um, I was a long jumper and, um, I did, I held the long jump record. I had a 20, 20 feet in five inches. I was, yeah. Uh, I went, yeah. I went to the, the championship that year. So that's what Ryan's talking about <laughs> for those of you guys don't know. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I did. Yeah. I just last week was it last Sunday. Um, I just did an ultra marathon 50 miles at Hill to paint a picture at Hilltop Park in Rancho Penasquitos, which is basically it's just like a giant loop. So like you ran for what nine like nine hours straight? It was it took me ten hours. I started at six thirty AM 
and I I finished uh, ten hours and seventeen minutes. Bro, <laughs> I mean, kudos! Like what? <laughs> I mean, I, I could barely run like a mile and a half. You know, I'm I mean, I'm working my way up, but dude, that's I mean, like the, I want to sit here and say, yeah, that's impressive. Like it's beyond impressive. Like there's not really words to, but, but I mean, you obviously trained and prepared for this, correct? Or did you kind of? Or like, what what inspired you to get in do this? Like, that's not like something you just say, yeah, I'm gonna run for like ten hours a day, you know? Like, <laughs> right. So, well, well, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Um, well, it kind of stems back to my childhood, you know. Um, as I was talking about my mental health, I I struggled all my life with depression, and there's this thing I call the Grim Reaper. Um, it's a quote. I. I I, it's a, the, the, the grim reaper is another name I call fear. And it was something that I've been running from all my life. Um, I think there's so many things in my life that I ran from and I, I quit in my life and I look back in my life and, um, I know what it is to quit and what's on the back end of quitting and, I kind of reflected on all these things and going back to high school, um, depression got really bad when I was 16 years old, my sophomore year. And I hurt myself. I got a knife and I start and I cut myself in my arm and it got so, and that's that it got that bad where I would, um, I would write like suicide letters to my parents. And um, that was my way of asking for help, screaming for help. Um, that was the pivotal moment for me because I was searching for something deeper. And that's when I found Christ. And um, so fast forward to this marathon, I look back, I, I, quit so many things in my life and my self-esteem was crushed throughout my life. And I was just tired of running from fear. And I felt like this past year, I wanted to close this year out with a bang. And I wanted to look fear in its face and, and, and I wanted to face it because I was running from it. I felt like from age seven, all the way up to 22, I was a kid, a boy who had his, his, a thumb in his mouth in the fetal position. My self-esteem was so low and, and I was running from fear my entire life. And now I had the ability to stand up to fear by God's grace and by his power. And I finally found my feet and I could stand up to it and say, I'm here now. I'm ready to fight. And so this was my opportunity because I was afraid to do this 50 miles. Trust me. I only trained three weeks for it. Wow. I've, ne I've never ran that far. And usually to paint a picture for you, um, it takes three to six months to train for a 50 miler, an ultra marathon. An ultra marathon is anywhere. Uh, so the name ultra marathon it's anything that's farther than 26.2 miles. So it can be 30 miles, 50 miles, or 100 miles. So um, 
it takes anywhere from three to six months at the least to train for an ultra marathon. But I said, I want to define the odds. I want to inspire people and I want to show people and I want to show myself that I can do what is not possible on paper. And I want to inspire people that they can use their gifts and talents that God's given them and glorify God with what, whatever they have in their, what God's given them and inspire other people to use it, to glorify them. So I trained for 21 days and I was going to pull out of it because I was scared. Trust me. I was scared. I was like, what if my kidneys fell? Because there's stories of uh, where people, um, if you train too hard, um, and your body's not ready or prepared, uh, for something that taxing and you're, and you're trying to, and you're pushing your body, your kidneys can, you know, your kidneys can fail. You can start peeing blood and stuff like that. So I was, I was kind of like scared and that fear that I was telling you about that I was running from that started coming into my mind again. And so I was about to pull out of it. Like I was about to just give up again, but I, but again, I was like, you know what? No, I rebuked that. I'm not going to allow that. So I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to do it. And you know what? There's two things that's going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to try and fail and I'll either end up in the hospital and know that I tried and gave all that I got, or I'm going to finish and cross that line on my hands and knees. There's only two options, but I'm not going to quit. So I went out there at 6.30 AM and I stood at that starting line and I'm like, I had my, I had my watch, I had my camel pack on and I had tape. I taped my shoes and I wrote with a Sharpie on one of my shoes. I'm never out of the fight. And then on the other one, I wrote, Jesus loves me. Those are the two things that I live by. And I knew this day can go totally wrong, but there's two things that I know that will remain true. Jesus loves me and I'm never out of the freaking fight. So I took off. Uh, I'm in mile 30. Uh, at mile 30, my body starts breaking down. My joints, my feet start hurting like crazy. And at that point, I'm like, oh, crap. Like, I never felt this feeling before. Like, my body started breaking down and, like, my, my joints and my feet started hurting so bad. And so the first 26 miles was, was fine. I was good. I was solid. At mile 30, things started going kind of wrong. But you still have like 20 to go at that point too. Ex exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, oh crap. So I, I call my wife on my phone and I'm running and I'm like, I'm like, hey, I need some, I need some Tylenol. So she gives me two extra strength Tylenol. So I pop two in, right? And that takes away the pain just a little bit, right? So mentally, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty solid, but I'm starting to feel the pain. Meanwhile, as I'm running, I already had a plan. And my plan was uh, to every 30 minutes to have an energy pack to keep my energy going. So I had a timer set every 30 minutes. So I was taking food in every 30 minutes and um, I was good energy wise. Now I had my family there. So uh, my family was running like a lap or so with me every once in a while. And that was giving me, you know, some encouragement. Now, um, I was, re I was anticipating that 40 mile mark because I was doing research and they say that at the 40 mile mark, that's when those dark thoughts starts coming in of quitting. And so 
I told myself that's when the grim reaper, that fear starts coming in that that's when I knew those thoughts would start coming in. So I told God, God set up that meeting with the grim reaper. Cause I want that meeting. And well, so I, I was at mile 35 and that pain came back. The, the Tylenol wore off and, um, uh, my body was just starting to break down. And I said, God, I still want that meeting with the grim reaper set that meeting up. Still. I got to mile 36. Um, I walked a couple laps and then I, I began to do this rhythm where I would jog five minutes and then walk one minute, jog five minutes, walk, uh, walk one minute. And then I got to mile 40 and I knew that's when the war was on. I had 10 miles left. I was, I was too far in the battle to turn away. So at that point, I knew this is it. All the training, everything that I've gone through in my life, the fear is right in my face. All the running I've done in my life, it's right there. And I can either run like I did all my life or I can face it right here and God is with me. And it was right there in my face. And I, and I knew it, the fear started coming in, the thoughts of quitting. And I had a friend of mine, Spencer, he's a Marine. He was running with me. And I'm so glad he was there because uh, he got there just in time. Um, I was at mile 40 and he was warming up. Um, so I was running and uh, I got to mile 45 and uh, when I got to mile 45, uh, he hopped in with me. I have five miles left and he hopped in and I wanted to stop so bad. I wanted to stop so bad, but I had five miles left and my family was there. And um, at that point, the enemy was telling me to stop. And I told myself, if I stop, then the whole race is done. But if I don't stop, I knew that I won and I conquered fear. So the battle was for me to not stop for five miles and my legs and everything was just totally broken. Like I've gone a hundred percent. I wanted to stop so bad because I was at a hundred percent of everything I've, I've gone. I've gone this whole race giving all that I had. So I had my headphones on. I got, I had my playlist on. I I've done everything that I could done. And long story short, I made it all the way without stopping. I was on that last lap and um, I turned on the engine and I finished in a full sprint and I crossed that line and to glory be the God, uh, to glory be the God. Um, uh, I just, I broke out in just a bunch of emotion. I can't believe that I was able to do it. And uh, I give God all the glory for it. Man, like, I mean, I, did, I obviously wasn't there, and I was following along here and there, obviously, because 10 hours is a long time to just um, devote. But, dude, I mean, I just have such a vivid picture in my head of, like, how you're describing it. And, I mean, I'm, I, I'm still, like, mesmerized by it just because, like, this is not like this is like it's still hard for me to process not that like i don't think you can do it but like 
that it's just so like remarkable, you know, it's like such a remarkable achievement. Thank you. So it, it I mean, are you, are you still like recovering? Like, cause I imagine this being like, um, a boxing match or like a UFC fight where it's like you train for it, but then like, you know, these guys only fight like once or twice a year. Cause like, it's such a burden on their body, obviously. And they have to recover and heal. So like, how are you doing right now? Are you, you know, that's a great question. You know, I actually read something after a marathon. Um, I read this somewhere that it takes a couple of weeks or months for people to recover, even mentally. And I'm sure people have different opinions on this. Um, but I'll tell you this, the night that I, then actually 10 minutes after I finished, I could barely walk. Oh, I would, I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and, and um, when I got home, um, I put, I dumped five ices, uh, five bags of ice in the tub and I got into the tub and I broke out. Um, and, and I was in there for 15 minutes. That was pretty, that was pretty painful. It was just cold. And then after I got out of the tub, um, <laughs> I got in the bed and I broke out in chills. I was shivering. Um, actually, Usually, I don't know if you noticed this, but have you ever seen after a marathon, they have this like tin foil they wrap marathon runners in? Kind of. It's, like, like, it's right. like a it's like a blanket. Yeah. Well, your posta, uh, the reason why they do that is because when you're running for so long, your body, your body gets uh, uh, at a certain temperature. And then after you run, your body cools down and you don't want it to cool down so fast because you can get like hypothermia. Right. And so I didn't have that. So I think what, my, what happened was my body cooled down too fast and I should have wrapped myself in something warm or changed my clothes into something warm. But I, instead I jumped into a cold ice bath and I broke out into chills and I broke out into a fever actually that night. And so like my wife had the heater on and it was like super hot in the room. And she was like, babe, it's like, super hot and i was like no it's not i was like shivering in the bed and i had a bunch of blankets on me and i had like a hundred degree fever and um i woke up that night and i was just in pain everywhere like my muscles were inflamed but um i got a covid test uh you know because people yeah. are like freaking out like right oh what if he has covid so i got a covid test it was negative yeah. but i couldn't walk i could barely walk for like the next two or three days um and I'm slowly recovering. I feel good now. Um, I'm going to get back in the gym slowly um, this week. That's great. I mean, I, I would imagine, though, that – well, you, you had a camelback, but you're probably very dehydrated, right? Like, oh, yeah. For the most yeah. part. Like, do you still feel that way now, or is it like you're kind of back? Because I know you, you drink a lot of water, and you take care of yourself. So, Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm hydrating. Um, I've been eating – Honestly, I've been eating what I want this last week uh, because I was eating pretty clean. Um, but now that I'm going to get back to training, um, I'm going to start eating, um, you know, vegetables and all the, the good healthy food. But I've been eating, you know, fried chicken and in and out and all the good did you uh record any data like did do you know like how many calories you burned during the whole thing and yeah um i have this cool awesome watch it's called the garmin watch this thing is pretty uh pretty uh expensive actually um it's like a marathon a triathlon watch and oh, yeah. um it tracks 
it tracks all your like stats. I burned 7,000 calories that day. Yeah, it tracks your stride length. It tracks your breathing. Your it tracks your blood oxygen level. Um, but I burned seven thousand calories that day, so I I dropped three pounds that day as well. Wow! So a pound is probably like this. Yeah. And it takes it takes a lot to lose a pound. So I dropped like about three pounds that day. Yeah. Damn. I mean, seven thousand calories. That's like almost two days worth of, or no, that's like three, three to four days worth of eating for some, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, so I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, you're probably very hungry. Oh or, yeah. I went, I went and got carne asada fries and chip uh, and roll tacos that night. Oh, you ate both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cotijas or different spot? Cotijas. <laughs> that's the spot, man. I mean, everyone around here, right? Like we have like, I guess one, there's one Mexican food place that's like really good but like i tell everyone i'm like now nah, you got you, you got to go to southern california or san diego you know and well same place but san diego like I, there's nothing that remotely comes close around here to that it's just different so it's and i, I you know i've told stories about cotijas it's like yeah it's not like the most it's it's kind of a little hole in the wall but like food is good <laughs> it's a good exactly good eat that's where, um, that's where it's at. So, uh, not maybe not many people that know, but maybe people that know you personally, they know that you have very strong faith, and you're actually studying to be a pastor. Is that correct or no? Yeah. Yes. How 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 is that going? And like, what like inspired you to like go you know get on your walk with Christ? Yeah. So my mom. Uh, as a kid, my mom took me to church, and then uh, she took me to the Rock Church in Maranatha. The Rock Church, uh, the pastor of the Rock Church is Miles McPherson. He played for the Chargers. He was a receiver, um, and now he's a uh, um, he has a like a pretty big church in Point Loma down in San Diego. For those of you guys who know him, um, but um, I I grew into my faith, and um, as I told you, I went to Cathedral Catholic. And part of my faith in me finding Christ or actually Christ finding me was when I went into depression. And um, it was when I went into that season of darkness and I was feeling super dark during my sophomore year. And that's when Christ found me because I got pulled up to varsity as a freshman. They pulled me up to varsity. I was 160 pounds playing with grown men. And basically. the thing, yeah, basically grown men. And the thing is, is that remember what I told you, I was consumed by fear as a kid. So I had low self-esteem. And the thing is, is that I had so much people who believed in me. But the thing is, is that I didn't believe in myself. Like I had, I had a bunch of gifts and talents. Like I had speed, I had all this stuff and I had coaches who believed in me. But the thing is, I didn't believe in myself. And so I was like deer in the headlights. They brought me up to varsity. And what I did was I just, I just crashed. I just, I just froze. And so it came to that point where I crumbled and I didn't know where to go. And it was at that point where I got on my hands and knees where I had nowhere else to go. And that's where I found Christ. Fast forward. Um, I was a Kines major. I wanted to be a personal trainer. 
And so I opened my own business, True Fitness. I did that for a while. Um, and then I realized there's something deeper. I was doing Bible studies um, on the side. And I feel like God was just leading me into a different direction. And um, he was just always putting me in front of people to minister to, like friends. I remember uh, in, in high school, I started doing a Bible study in high school yeah. in, the, in, the, in my backyard yeah. in high school. And there's a bunch of high schoolers coming, like from different high schools coming. It was like a pool. It was like, you know, how, like there's high school parties. Yeah where people were come in and like get high and stuff, except people weren't getting high and, and getting drunk. People were coming to hear Jesus and hear the word. <laughs> yeah, we, we were throwing, I mean, we were throwing little parties on the low. I mean, oh, even, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was parties. like, it was like, we, it was, I mean, I think at one point it was like 15 to 20 deep at one point, right? Like there's exactly. a lot of people like just, it was fun. It was a fun little group. It was dope. It was dope. And I was like, I wasn't even doing, I was like, I can't believe realize it. it. I didn't realize. I was like, whoa, what the heck? And so God was doing something. It wasn't anything special in me. It was God doing something. So he was, he was doing something. And so I, I realized that there was a deeper calling. And so, um, as I got older to this point, I realized I, I have a desire to minister to people. I love counseling people. I love ministering to people in relationships. I love, I, I I'm in the business of soul winning. I love seeing people come to Christ. I love seeing broken souls come to Christ. And I just love seeing broken people because we're all broken. And I love seeing people uh, have hope, find hope. I love bringing hope to the hopeless. That's, that's what I love doing. And so um, I'm, I'm a broken person myself, as I shared with you. So I, I'm, I'm studying to be a pastor. I'm in school right now. And um, I have about a year left in my studies and uh yeah that's where i'm at that's amazing dude i'm so happy for you and look, look you know obviously when you're younger we're immature and we're not grown and we don't know these things but looking back like i used to kind of take your what you mentioned before your um low self-esteem as like humbleness because like everyone would always be like oh Theo, like you're so good and you're just be like no nah, no nah, like i'm just yeah. like everyone else but like looking back, like, it's like that, I guess that makes sense. And I just didn't realize it. And I knew, you know, back, I knew you were going through things, you know, back then, but like, I didn't know it was like that deep like that. And I wish, you know, looking back, obviously you can't really change the past, but I wish I would have been there, you know, more for you as like a friend just cause, but also, you know, mental health wasn't really in the conversation really. It was kind of just like, it, it wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, there wasn't the awareness like there is today, you know, right. but, right. um, I yeah, that, that, that's, that's exciting, man. Being, you know, I think really that's like kind of your calling card and, and what's really, I think interesting about this is, uh, well, growing up, you're, you're definitely more shy and reserved. And as you've gone grown, you know, grown into who you are today, you've definitely, stepped out of your shell a little more, which I've noticed, which is good. And I'm so happy to see that, but like, I, like the way, like it, the way, I guess I say it's interesting because the way I would describe it, you're not like the most like outgoing person, you know, you're more like kind of reserved and like, if you're, you know, you're in the right situation, you're, you're, you know, you're just like, you're you, but yeah. like, you're, you're, you're not as like, you're not going to just like walk into the building and be like, what's <laughs> up, yo? you know, you're just kind of like, <laughs> 
So it's, I think it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's an interesting perspective that like, you, that's how you are personally, but then you speak in front of people and help them. So I, I think that's just really cool. And I think that's definitely one of your gifts and what you're called to do in a sense. So thanks for that. Re- really awesome. And I think once you, nothing but bright things are in the future, you know, like I, th- I think once you, you graduate, it's like, you're going to hit the ground running. So do you think sports growing up though? Like when you put the way you played sports, did it have what, well, I guess you kind of answered that, that like it impacted your faith and like shaped you or. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I, you, or are you saying like, did it shape my faith? Yeah. Or even just like as how you are today. Cause I mean, Oh yeah. Like, cause you, you, I mean, you don't have to still train or work out or even run 50 miles. Like, you know, you don't even have to do any of that, but I like, got, you still go hard. You know, you still are like, you're, you're, you're definitely in better shape than like most people, you know? So it's like, but also I know you have a passion for that too, you know, training and helping people. So I think, I think that's just in my blood. Honestly, yeah. I think I'm just, I just have a passion to be an athlete. I think I'm just, I think God just created me to be an athlete. I just have a, I love competing. I, I just, in everything, like even with my wife, like she loves board games. And so like, if she wants to play a board game with me, like I'll try to beat her and I'll get a, like, if she's like beats me, I'll be like, let's play again until I, until I beat you. You know what I'm saying? It's just in my blood. It's in my yeah, DNA. Yeah. <laughs> You're you're yeah. definitely you're definitely got that competitive spirit. In me. <laughs> I remember back in the day, like you play Madden or whatever we were doing, what board game, whatever. Like if I would be you, you'd be like, all right, let's run this back. And exactly, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or like we never lost whenever we played together in that you know the street football games, the turkey bowls, because it's like you would be like me and you kind of had that pedigree. It would be like, all right, we're gonna finish this. Exactly. You, know how I, you know how I am when I, I'm sometimes I get a little too competitive. That's good. That's good. Right. Me, <laughs> yeah. me and you bring me and you together yeah. and we're like, 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 boom, we're going to win this. Like we're playing a casual, you know, game on Thanksgiving and me and you are just jacked up. Like, like it's a super bowl. And like, <laughs> we're like, come on, what are you, what are you guys doing? Like, come on. Let's, let's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, good so times. Good times, man. Yeah. Good times, man. What uh, like what do you got going on, like in the future? Like, cause I know you you mentioned you uh you're finishing up school, but you well you got like your person your training right like Third Haven. Did not yeah. did I say that right? No. Third Third Heaven. Third Heaven. Third, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Haven. So so <laughs> Third Haven. <laughs> so, so so Third Heaven. Um basically um it so it was true fitness and that was like just strictly personal training right so third heaven now is more of like a lifestyle and what it is it actually is it comes from the bible and third heaven is um actually it's if you look in the bible it's actually um in the bible from the apostle paul for those who are um who are christians it it, it's actually when we die and leave earth it's where Jesus is. It's where believers go and it's where we will be where Jesus is. And the reason why I named my brand third heaven is because I want people to experience Jesus in everything they do. 
and I believe that God has given us gifts and talents and I want people to use their gifts and talents to inspire other people and glorify God with what they've been given in anything they do. So whether it's being uh, someone who does podcasts, a chef, a fitness person, a teacher, that you can experience God in everything you do and you can inspire people in and through those gifts and talents because we all have desires and we all have gifts. And, who, and the question is who put those desire and gifts in there? God did. We yep. weren't just we weren't just randomly just placed on the earth without gifts and desires. We were placed with the purpose and and we're placed with gifts and desires and and that's where God allowed us to be here so we can glorify him with those gifts and desires and inspire people. And so you for example are inspiring people to a uh, glor- you're glorifying God and you're inspiring people right now by doing using God's gift that he's giving you right now by doing this and you're not using it for yourself but you're using it to inspire other people by giving giving your gift to other people like right now what you're doing is you're giving that your gift right now that God is giving you your passion and you're blessing me with it and you're blessing other people with it you know what I'm saying and so I want people to experience God in and through their gifts so that's third heaven and so I, I'm, I'm working on a uh, merch, uh, merch currently, Third Heaven merch. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm eventually going to be putting that out. And uh, so keep, keep, uh, keep an eye out for that. And then uh, I do eventually, um, my next thing about this year I have on the hit list is uh, a hundred mile race that I'm looking forward to. I think <laughs> I'm going to. I think I'm going to try you're to hit. Incre- you're incredible. <laughs> so I, that's, that's that. So there's two things. It's either a hundred there's, well, there's two things. It's either a hundred mile race. It's called the San Diego 100. It's in, you start in Cuyamaca and it's, it's through the Cuyamaca mountains. It's in San Diego. It's called the San Diego 100 or a full Ironman. And a full Ironman is a 2.4 mile swim. You get right on a bike after the 2.4 mile swim and you do a 112 mile bike ride. Right after that, you hop on the road and you finish with a 26.2 mile full marathon. So it's either one, it's one of those. And the thing is, I'm terrified of the water. And so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to face my fears because I'm scared of the ocean and I don't, I'm not a good swimmer. So there's two things I can do. Those are just, those are things, those are some goals of mine, but I just want to inspire people, man. But those are, those are kind of the, in the works of third heaven. And so I want to make merch. And I wanted to inspire people and give merch away. And so I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the works with those things. Dude, that's, I mean, that's all really exciting stuff. I, I mean, I love the third heaven brand. I think it just like, it fits you perfectly and what you're trying to do with your other aspirations. But man, those, the Ironman and the hundred mile, hundred San Diego hundred, like that's a lot, dude. <laughs> no, but that's, it's, um, you hit it right on the head though with the, you know, I mean, this podcast, like, I don't even know what it'll become, but really my goal is like, I want to, I want, you know, people like, I want to give people like yourself a voice. I want to, a voice in a platform where they're able to share their stories. Cause I mean, obviously like you, you have a remarkable story and, um, if you know, it blows up and becomes a successful thing, great. But if not, like it's for fun and it's a fun thing to do. And 
you know, and it's, I try to just, it's bigger, it's bigger than it's a project that's bigger than me. You know, like I want to inspire people through it. You know, I want to, um, just share good stories, you know, and help others out through it where it's like, you may listen one week and people will like will hear that you went through all this adversity to do this 50, you know, the 50 mile run and how you've struggled with mental health and like how you overcame that. Like, cause there's a lot of people hurting out there, you know, whether it's like if they're successful people or even just regular everyday, you know, it's like, there's a lot going on. So the, the goal is to just be give, you know, be for the people essentially, but Hey, I mean, Maybe this is one of my gifts that I was, you know, born with. I don't know. I People are always to, so, go ahead. I just want to say, um, you know, I, I, I really, I want to just encourage you and say how uh, inspired I am by what you're doing right now. Because I remember when you're telling me that you wanted to start a podcast and now I'm seeing it unfold before my eyes. And so it's awesome to see something that you have a passion for uh, unfold and you um, doing, doing it right before your eyes because I know that you, you love what you're doing and you have a, a passion for it in your heart. And I see the passion and the drive that you have for it and the energy that you put into it and the hard work you put into it. And so, um, I, I do pray that God continues to, uh, to bless that. And, um, I just wanted to just say that I wanted to really say that I really wanted to bless that. Thank you. I mean, that, that, that means a lot coming from you just cause I, I know that, you know, we, we been close for a while and just like our relationship to this point is like where we can bounce things off each other you know whether it's just like hey man this girl i'm not doing well you know you know or like i'm doing well or whatever and not that we always chat every day but it's just like whenever we talk it always picks right back up so it's of course i i it means our friendship means a lot to me you know and there's just certain people you know where it's like it's like man like that's nothing like there's too much history there to just like you know that that's the type of friendship that's the type of brotherhood we have is like we cannot we can like not talk for months and we can just pick off right where we left off oh yeah because it's like we we just we're on the same way like we just know because i mean life gets busy i mean dude you're a married man you're training for you know and the fact you know the fact that we're able to you did you ran last week but yeah last Sunday, like a week ago today and i text you pretty much like i was like hey man i'm I was moved by it. And then it was like, dude, like, do you want to come on the podcast and talk about it? You know, like, and then you're like do it. And then we just, <laughs> boom. Like, we make the magic happen. Boom. <laughs> That's funny. But it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, if, you, if you have any closing thoughts, anything you want to add, you know, like where the people can find you on social media or yeah. what you basically, whatever you want to plug, like this is your time. This is your chance. Yeah, um, if you if you want to follow me, um, Theo underscore Third Heaven on Instagram. Um, also, I have a YouTube channel, and my link is on my Instagram as well. 
I also make YouTube channel or YouTube videos. I make YouTube channels. <laughs> yeah, I make YouTube channels. Um, I, I post a lot of inspirational stuff and a lot of my training stuff on uh, Instagram, my stories of me training. So if you like following day-to-day um, -day training and also mental, uh, mental health, I tie that in with my faith into my training. I'm big on that. Uh, follow me on Instagram as well. And I just want to say this as well. Um, you don't have to do what I did. And um, it just takes it just takes one step at a time. I'm big on one day at a time and one step at a time. Um, we're, we're all at different seasons in different places in our life. And you might be asking, where do I start? Um, it starts with where you're at right now and before we can know where we're going we have to figure out where we're at on the map if we look at a map and we're trying to get to san diego we have to first figure out where we're at first and so let's figure out where we're at so that we can figure out how to get to san diego and then uh, once we figure out where we're at then we can get to san diego and so it starts with our relationship with god and I know there's a lot going on. 2020 has been a crazy year, but for me, it's been my relationship with God and it's been, it's been a bunch of highs and lows, but he's been constant. And so one step at a time, he's never left my side. Um, he's always been there. He was with me in the 50 mile marathon when it got dark and uh, he was with me in the end. He's with me in the dark times and he's with me in the light. So for those of you guys who are contemplating uh, dark times and depression, I, I feel for you. Uh, reach out. Um, I totally understand. And uh, remember, never quit, never give up, and we are never out of the fight. Wow. Amen to that, man. But amen. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's, I, I love it. I love that mentality. But um, anyways, Theo, thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. Got much thank you for having me. It's been fun, and I can't wait for to release this and to the world and show you know show them. Thank you for having me, brother. All right, um, everyone. Theo Hartson, give him a follow. Theo underscore Third Heaven. Send him a message. Do all that good stuff. Again, thank you, man. Much love to you. We'll chat soon. <laughs>